Gentlemen, I'm your host Mike, along with my co-host Dave. Welcome to a Phillies special edition of the Philly Pod. Dave, how you been, man? Doing good, man. I'm I'm ready to talk some baseball. It's not going to be a, a good season here in Philadelphia. I hate to hate to break it to people, but I'm looking forward to hearing the crack of the bats come Monday and, and talking some Phillies. So am I, man. So am I. Uh, just first off, I just want to apologize. We just like to apologize to our, our loyal listeners. Mm. Um, things came up over the course of the week. Things don't always align the way we'd like. And well, we're sorry for not putting out an episode last week, but we're here today. We're here to correct it. And uh, we're gonna dig, we're definitely gonna dive into some Phillies baseball. We are. I mean, we, we figured too. It's 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 a good it's good timing, right? That was the other thing we were talking about about when to record this. Uh, this Philly show, we figured, well, if we do it, you know, last week, it's going to be a little bit early. Well, why not better the, the Saturday before opening day? That way it's out there. Everybody's going to be in the baseball mood. It, it's timing. It's all about timing with, with stuff like this, right? Yeah. And, and, and the timing was right. So I, I think that was, I think that's going to be a good call by us. Definitely. Uh, definitely look forward to the Philly season. You know, like Dave's already pointed out, not, not really expecting a whole lot, but, Hey, you never know. Baseball is a funny game. Well, I think I think I what? think this year you do know what we're going to get with the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate to burst people's yeah. bubble there, but but yeah, we we got a good show lined up, don't we, Mike? We've got uh, the Phillies preview we've had, and we're gonna have a little bit of fun sprinkled in uh, as as well. We're gonna play a little yes. game called uh, "Would You Rather." All right, and I think people are familiar with this game. Basically, you're given the question, you have two options, and you have to pick. Uh, the best between these two options. So like, I'll, I'll, yes. I'll give you an example. Some are going to be sports-related. Some are going to be life-related. All right. So just give people a, a an example of what we're going to be dealing with, Mike. Like, here would be a question I would ask you, okay? All right. All right. So this one pertains more to life than sports. So the question is, would you rather live twice as long or win the lottery? Yeah. Um, I'd rather live twice as long. Okay. All right, so you 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 want the the longevity? Yes. Okay, you're gonna go for the the overall picture as opposed to the immediate gratification of winning the lottery. Yes. Now you realize you win the lottery if you take care of that money the right way, you're gonna be set to go for that life. Yes, yes, but at the same time, you know, I'd like to live a long life, you know. But you know, it, it, it's a hard choice. It's definitely a hard choice. All right, so that's one example, and then we have another one. Another category of sports questions. And it's our Philly show, but we're going to have to sprinkle a little bit of fun in here as well. And, and, and here's the question, Mike. I'm going to pose it to you. All right, if you had to pick, would you rather keep Carson Wentz for the next 15 years with a chance at winning multiple Super Bowls or trade him right now for Aaron Rodgers and one guaranteed Super Bowl? That's a tough question. Uh, but you know what? Mm. I'd rather take the longevity again and go with Carson Wentz because this kid is just starting his career. Aaron Rodgers, he's getting up there in age. You know, he's 
He's he's been around the league quite a bit, and I, I would rather take my chances with the. See, there's a lot because you think you got five years with Aaron Rodgers, probably left in his prime. You didn't get one Super Bowl, like with Carson Wentz. You have a shot at at, at possibly a dynasty. You know, with, with this question here. So I would think I'd probably go with Carson Wentz, and, and, and I'll take the chances of 50-50 getting multiple Super Bowls. Now, if you just yes. talk it straight up, who would you do, Carson Wentz or Aaron Rodgers? I mean, right now, I'll take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you're, you're, you're an instant playoff team. Yeah. I love yeah. Wentz all that, but if it's a straight-up yeah. deal, yeah, I, I, I would definitely go with, with Aaron Rodgers over Wentz. But anyway, those are just examples of what we're going to be doing. So all right, let's kick off the Phillies talk well, here, Mike. We all we already know what what are the expectations. We, I think we most people already know and have a good idea that you know they're going to be a seventy five win team at best, maybe maybe a, a little less than that. I think that what do you think are the expectations, Dave? Because a lot of people we talk, we know what we're expecting. Most people know what to expect. There's some that that try to be optim, a little more optimistic than others. What do you think are what what do you think are the target what the number of wins that number of wins well if you're asking me for the wins number now I mean Vegas I believe the last I saw Vegas has them at 72 and a half yes that would be line. right that'd be right I'm looking at somewhere between 70 and 75 wins I, I think are going to be the, the the range for this team I think it's possible they could win 75 games I think the bullpen's a little bit better than what they had last year. Uh, offensively, I don't know how much better they're going to be because you take a look. Like you see, Mikel Franco is still like the premier guy in your lineup, yes. which to me is a problem. All right, he's a good player, but he took a big step back last words, I felt, as, as opposed to when he came up two years ago. He got exposed. Pitchers found out. You could pound him on the outside of the corner. He's got trouble going the other way. He pulls off a lot. He doesn't really – to me, he, see, he doesn't look like a three or four hitter. He, he's better in the five or six spot. And having said that, like, I don't think they have enough around him in getting – in the additions they made in the offseason offensively. I, I just don't think they have enough in place on the offensive end to support uh, a, a winning season. I, I think the absolute – I think I said it a couple weeks ago here, Mike, like the best this team could do, absolute best, would be 500. That would be the equivalent of making the playoffs. Yes. I don't see that happening. I think the absolute best they could do would be to get 75, maybe 76 wins. More realistic, I'm thinking probably right around 70 wins again, another 90 loss season. So let me let me ask you this then. You think that Michael Franco mm-hmm. would be better off in a Chase Utley role or a, a, a Placido Pol- Polanco role? Where he's a three or a five hitter as opposed to the four or three hitter. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, Utley, Utley was such a good hitter. Like, he could be – you could put him in the three spot and he was good. You could get away with him in the four spot for a couple of games. He's not really a cleanup yeah, hitter. No. But Utley, Utley was a good average hitter. Put the ball in play a lot. He, he was a good gap-to-gap hitter, all right? People get caught up thinking he was a home run hitter. He, he wasn't, no. all right? He was a line drive yes. hitter. He got a lot of home runs because he played in Citizens Bank Park and the, and the ball flies out of yeah. there. So to answer your question, I don't think Mikel Franco is either. Hmm. I, I think he's more a, 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 a five or six hitter. 
and he's a guy who's going to need a lot of protection around yes. him in the lineup I would, in order for him to really succeed. Like if you put him, if you put him in the lineup we had back in 2008, 2009, 2010, Mikel Franco is going to have a really, really good season yeah. for you because he's going to see a lot of fastballs and he can hit the breaking ball. The problem is he has trouble going the other way. You know, you look at that, and it's we know that this team is still developing. So, what do you think of the additions of a uh, Guys like Hallie Kenricks and Michael Saunders. Uh, I, I mean, listen, you, you get good veteran presence in the locker room, number one, which is something that I, I think this team has lacked the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have guys who work hard, play the game, do it the right way. Obviously, you had Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins and Howard all, all there, but I think I think lack is probably a bad word to say. I think once, like, you lost majority of those guys throughout the course of the last couple of years. That influence kind of died away in the locker room. So I think it's going to be good to have some professional uh, baseball players, you know, some professional major leaguers back to teach these kids how you're supposed to do things in the right way. So I think that's going to be good off the field. On the field, I don't know how it really helps them. Like Howie Kendrick is a good player. He's a career, I believe, 280 hitter. But he's 34 years old. Like how much realistically can you expect Michael Saunders put up 20-plus home runs for the Blue Jays last year. I, I, I don't really know. I, I don't know. I, I don't expect really either one of these guys to come in and, and light the world up on fire. Like At this point in their career, like, yeah, like Harry Kendrick's 289 hitter. I've got it up here, but he batted 255 last year for the Dodgers. He's a player in decline. So I, I don't see this as, as really yeah. as really moves that are going to put the Phillies back on the map. Now, what about you? Now, what are your thoughts so far on what we've seen from Mikel Frank? Because he's obviously he, – they're selling him as a big corner, uh, as one of the guys of the franchise. And he might not be the third baseman of the future going forward. So what what is he going to have to prove going no. – you know, throughout this season? Because this is a big year for Mikel Franco. He's got he's to be consistent. If you're going to be a cornerstone player in this franchise, you've got to be consistent. You've got to show consistency. And that's what I'd like to see a little more of. Obviously – you know we don't have the pieces around him to, to make him that 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 home run threat that everyone expected him to be. He's gotta be he's gotta be consistent. That's what I want to see from this this kid. Yeah, be consistent and show me that you can you can do some damage on the, you know on the base paths or you know with the bat. Just be consistent. Be a, be an average hitter if you have to be, but show me consistency. That's not him. I don't think that's no. who he is. He's not an average. Yeah. I'm not sure what Mikel Franco is. I don't really quite see him as a 30 home run guy. Like he's not an average hitter. Like I've got, I've got his his zone up here, uh, which it it's like a hot cold zone. Basically shows yeah. you all over the plate where, where the guy's good at hitting. And you take a look at it, man. I'm looking. I mean, it's like we said when, when teams pitch him away, he has trouble hitting it. I'll see if I can get this image out there for everybody to see, but. I'm looking at it on the outside corner of the plate. It notes the demographics like blue. You have a low batting average near the 200s. Red is is up above 300. He, he, he's all in the blue here when it, when it's out away from the plate. So I, I don't know what, what to expect from the guy. Uh, it's it, it's a big year because they, they they do have a third base prospect. You know, let's not let's not forget about that down in the minor leagues and. Now, I, I don't know what you do with him. Do you eventually, if he has a really good season, do you eventually move him over to first base if Tommy awesome. Joseph doesn't pan out? Like, th- these are all legitimate questions you're going to have to think about. 
They are, and it's it's, it's really a, a key time in the Phillies' development because you look at it, you got young guys coming up soon or that are expected to come up either this year or, or the year after that uh, with uh, J.P. Crawford. You know, could he be thir- mm. a third baseman? Because I know he's the shortstop right now. Could you move him over to over to uh, to third? All right, here we go. We got uh, going to play a, a would-you-rather question here. I know what you want, Mike. You want a life question or do you want a sports question? You know what? Let's go uh, sports. All right, you want sports. Let me see. We already did the Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz. All right, here's one. From the ghost of Eagles wide receivers past. Okay. Would you rather be forced to make Hank Basket or Freddie Mitchell your number one wide receiver? Oh, man, that's a tough question. You know what? I'd rather go Freddie Mitchell. See, I'm with you. Give me Fred X. You know, he he was a complete clown off the field and in the locker room, no doubt about it. But I think he was definitely more talented than Hank Basket. And Freddie Mitchell did a little more. Let's not forget 4th and 26. That was a nice reception. So if I had to – yeah, it's the highlight of the guy's career, unfortunately. But if I had to pick between these two, I, I think Hank ba- or Freddie Mitchell is the guy you got to go with there. A little more uh, successful career. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. You know, when you think of Fred X, you think of fourth and twenty six. I mean, and that was a key. That was a key play in the game because they they had to make that that conversion. Yeah, it was. All right, let's do another one here. Let's go All with right. uh, with a life one. Okay, let me see what we have. All right, here you go. Would you rather? Travel 500 years into the past, get a glimpse of what it was like, or travel 500 years into the future and see what the world's like then. That, that's another good one, man. You came up with some really good questions. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And for those that don't know, uh, Dave is the one that usually puts together the outline for each show. He does a fantastic job. Oh, um, thank you. Yes. Appreciate um, it. But to answer your question – you see, you you learn about a lot of our history through school, so I'd be interested to see where we are at as a civilization five hundred years into the future. See, I, I'm probably with you. I think I would want to go into the future, see what see what's going to be looking like for our, I, I guess, great 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 grandchildren, whatever they're going to be at that point. Yeah. But here, here's my fear, Mike. Like you go into the past, at least you know what you're getting, right? Yeah. 500 years in the future, you don't know what it's going to be like in the future. Yeah, you could have the, the robot rebellion. Uh, you, you might. Hey, you might have, like, like Terminator going on here. Man. Yeah. You, you don't know for sure. Yeah. Or you uh, you take a little bit of a chance there, but you're also taking a chance if you go back into the past uh, because it was uh, a little less civilized back then. Yeah. You know, you had a, you had a lot going on. Don't forget, the ni- in the 1900s, you had the – both World War One and World War Two. Yeah, that's on. true. Yeah, but that that wasn't that wasn't quite five hundred years ago. No, but and then you know you have uh, the Revolutionary War. You have oh, how about you know, the, the Civil War? You had you know you had to deal with the the British Empire. There was a whole bunch of stuff that you that 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 was going on. Oh, there was a lot of chaos period. going on back in the day. No, not there to was. Mention, not to mention you had to deal with plagues. You had to deal with. Yeah. Uh, see, that's right. You don't have the. You don't have all the medicine. All those things. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot of. See, there, there's a lot to consider both ways. It's not yeah. as easy as a decision as you would no. think. And you know, for for one, you had the Black Plague, which really the uh, the bubonic plague, 
which is one of the worst play, one of the worst noted plagues in history. Oh, that wasn't good. You know, you got that. That was that was just about uh, that was the end of you. Yeah. But going back to the Phillies now, man. So we co- we covered the offense. I think we can both agree they're, they're not going to be a very good offensive team again this year. No. Probably their best overall hitter, I th- I think, would be o- o- Odubel. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yes, I would agree. Yeah, I, I think Odubel Herrera is is going is to be their best offensive player, and it looks like they're probably going to be batting him in the three spot, and it looks like Cesar is going to be leading off, which, which I, I actually prefer. I think yeah. Odubel is going to be a little bit better in, in, in the three, excuse me, in, in the number two or number three three hole. Definitely. So then, so then coming to the pitching rotation, I mean, what what can we expect from the rotation this year, Mike? Like you, You've got some guys like Aaron Nola, who was re- really phenomenal for, for about the first yes. you know, two months of last season. Had the elbow injury coming, you know, around June, July. Wasn't at all the same pitcher. He struggled again big time in the spring. Yes. Like, wh- what are our expectations for the pitching staff going in? I, I honestly, uh, I th- I'm not expecting a whole lot. Um, you know, with Aaron Nola, you got to be patient a little bit because he's still, you know, working on a lot of things. Because the elbow, that's not exactly an injury you can just, like, recover from automatically. Yeah. You know? And you've you've got to be patient with him, you know. Uh, this whole this whole team is iffy, um, but I honestly don't know. I mean, I think that you're looking at another rough season. No, you are. You are. There's just not. There's too many question marks. And even you look at look at the rotation. Like, okay. I, I don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Nola this year. I'm very concerned. I was very big on Aaron Nola, but now with the elbow injury, he, he's barely getting through games in, in spring yeah. training. He's really lumbered around. His ERA is up over five and a half, I think it was, this spring. That's concerning. That's very, very troubling. Very troubling yes. situation there for the Phillies. Now, you do bring in the guy in the veteran like Clay Buckholz, but Buckholz is, is a tough guy to figure out. Yeah. You know, you look over over his career with 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 the Red Sox. He's had injury trouble, uh, and he, he's one of the slowest workers in, in in all of baseball when it comes to pitchers. Now, I don't know how the new pitch clock is. You know how that's been affecting him, but I, I look like last year he he, was, he had a four seven eight ERA. He had actually had, they actually had to move him to the bullpen. He he had pitched so poorly at, at one point. Like the the most innings this guy's ever thrown in a year was 189. Yeah, that's not a whole lot of innings. And that was five years ago. Yeah, that's now, definitely that's definitely not good. No, it, it's not. You know, you take a look. His best season it, it was 2013. He pitched half the year. Okay, he was phenomenal. He was 12 and one on the All Star team. Uh, it was a one a one seven four ERA and 16 starts, but. I, I I can't depend on this guy. He's never he's never pitched he's never started more than twenty nine games in the season. Like he's going to go down at some point. I, I I think people are getting a little, little carried away with, with at least some people. There are a lot of people who who are very talking and seeing what's out there in social media who are very optimistic for this Philly season, and I don't see it. Neither I, do I, I. I don't. Now is the bullpen going to be better, Mikey? I, I think it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a look at the additions there with Pat Nashek and, and Joaquin Benoit. Are both those guys quite what they were five years ago? No, but yeah. I think it's a little bit better than what they had last year. Do you agree? I think they'll be more effective. Um, now, I, when I say Pat Nashek, I, I know a lot of people were saying this uh, in the offseason. 
Pat Nashak might be a, a, a sign and trade guy uh, come the trade deadline. Yeah. For a guy that's gonna they're gonna need um, mm-hmm. for a, a trade bait. Uh, but I, I definitely like Pat Nashak. You know, he's a submariner. You know, he'll he'll definitely be an effective guy out of the pen for you know the amount of time we have him. Um, and I think that that'll definitely help uh, the bullpen out big time. So one thing that's killing this bullpen is is I'm looking at it up and down like they don't they don't have a lefty specialist no in here. Okay, Jolie Rodriguez and Adam Morgan are not guys who are going to be coming in a tight spot in a close game late in the ball game and get that power lefty right. out. And that's something that the Phillies are, are, are really lacking. They don't have that right J.C. Now. Romero. No, they don't have the J.C. Romero. Exactly. They don't have the J.C. Romero. They don't have Dan Plesak like they had back in the day. Yeah. It's, it's a big hole. For there, are just, there are just too many holes on this team. Like They don't have enough offense. When Mikel Franco is your best hitter, that's going to be an issue. I said Michael Saunders. Yeah, did he have 24 home runs last year? Yes, he did. But he was also playing in that stacked Toronto Blue Jays lineup, yeah. okay, where you had yeah. all that protection with Bautista, yep. uh, Tulowitzki, uh, uh, Donaldson. You know, so don't expect to see – at least I'm not expecting to see those sort of numbers again. I think it's fair to think that Michael Saunders is going to go a step backwards. Like, if the outfield, like who, who's going to be starting all around is a little questionable. I just yep. – I don't know what to expect from too many key players, and that's a problem yeah. for me, all right? And same with the bullpen. Like, Jamar Gomez, okay? And here's another thing. They had a little competition for him with the closer role. He was effective last year as a closer, all right? Yes. He had 37 saves and 43 opportunities. Had an That's ERA. Right. Well, a 485. Ooh, really, yeah. really got lit up towards the end of last year, all right? He had been very solid, but towards the end, he started to give up a lot, a lot of runs. He was burning out. Yeah, I think he, he might have been burnt out. All right, he p- appeared in 70 games uh, through a little over 68 innings. Now, I don't know how, how you feel, Mike, but I, I, my mind is made up as far as Gene Mar Gomez in, in the closer role. I don't like him. No. Okay, he was successful last year, statistically 37 saves. When I see him, like he, he doesn't have closer stuff nope. to me. All right, like I want for my closer, like. Gomez is a good pitcher, but the problem is he pitches to contact. Yeah. All right? And uh, you, you can be successful doing that at the major league level. You can. But the problem is you, when you pitch to contact, you're putting the ball in play more often. And the more often the ball is put in play, the more crazy things can happen. You get some bloop singles. Like he's a sinker baller. He's a two-seamer pitcher. And you see it. You have some bloop singles, some seeing eye singles. You, you know, there's it, – it just it doesn't fit the role. I no. think now I don't know how you would handle it. I think the better option to closer would be Hector Neris. Mm-hmm. Now I look at the stats last year: eighty innings pitched, one hundred and two strikeouts. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of a, a closer—a right. guy that wants to strike the guy out. Mm-hmm. And you know, he he doesn't want the game to continue. He doesn't want to risk putting the ball in play. The goal for a closer, in my mind, is a guy like Billy Wagner. Or even Brad Lidge when he was here in Philadelphia in 08. A guy that wants to get the game over with and doesn't want to take chances. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that Gomez doesn't have that attitude. I no. just don't think his – I mean, it sounds like we're in agreement here. His stuff doesn't fit the role. No. I mean, I look at it. it. Here's the stats here, right here for you, Mikey. 68 innings pitched last year, 47 strikeouts for G. Mar Gomez. 
that's less than a strikeout an inning. That 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 to me does not cut it. No. No, I mean, I take a look at close. Like you mentioned it. You had Billy Wagner had the heat and the slider who could overpower you. Brad Lidge, the slider. Oh, how good was that slider for Brad Lidge? They have the out pitch, right? Hector Naris has a great splitter. All right, that is your out pitch there as a closer. What does Gene Gomez have? Nothing. You know, he's got a nice two-seamer. He can turn some double plays, get some ground balls. Uh, He's got a decent changeup, but he's not a strikeout guy. No, I, that's what I, I think of when I think of the ideal closer. Someone that's going to slam the door and not take any chances. Yeah. In fact, you I want mean, a prediction? I'll, I'll give you a prediction now that the Gmar Gomez doesn't even, doesn't finish the season as, as the closer. I think Hector mm-hmm. Naris goes in that role. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, you look at statistically speaking, he looks mm-hmm. like the guy that can handle that, that better than, than Gomez. It's true. That's true. But you, you you never know. Sometimes these guys get these eighth inning guys. It's a little it's a little different situation being there in the ninth inning. A little more pressure. Sometimes they can't handle it well. Yeah, and, and guys, there are guys, and then they got guys that feed off that adrenaline, and they they're, they're successful. All right, you want another? Uh, let's do another. Would you rather question here? All right. Before we start to wrap it up. All right, let's do it. Let's get a couple more in. All right, what do you want, Mikey? Sports or life? Let's go sports. You want sports, huh? Okay. All right, let me see if I can find a good one. All right, here's one for you. Ready? Ready. Would you rather take four championships in one – this is for Philadelphia, okay? Would you rather take four championships in one calendar year or one title every 10 years for the next 40 years? Man, um, (laughs) you see – I'd rather take the one every 10 years because at least I know I'm going to be, you know, there'll be a championship waiting every 10 years. Mm -hmm. You see, if you get one at every, the four four major sports in one calendar year, yeah, that's great. But then you you don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Mm -hmm. At least I know that if, you know, I get one title every 10 years, I know there's going to be a title. See, I'm taking the, I'm taking the four. This is one. I want the four titles. Can you can you imagine what that would be like in this city, man? I think oh, it would do wonders for the city. That would be incredible. It if would. I if I got picked between these, give me the four titles. One, we will be on cloud nine for three hundred and sixty five days. If that was the case, and no one could no one could talk smack about Philadelphia sports teams either. No, no. Now I don't know what's going to happen the following years after that. But if I had to pick between these two. I'll take the four championships all at once. And that means we get our Eagles Super Bowl ring. Oh, I, I would be thrilled with that. Absolutely be, thrilled with it. I'd be thrilled with a, a Stanley Cup. But I mean, what? I'll be thrilled with everything. But, you know, as a kid growing up, as much as I, I love the Eagles, the Stanley Cup is one I've always dreamed about. Having. Oh, you're, you're wrong about that. Come on, man. You put, the, you put the Stanley Cup ahead of the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, man. Oh, Just, that's... Uh, you are you are way off base on that one, man. Oh, dude, I'm sorry, man. I that's just it's just a dream, man. All right, let's let's do uh, let's do one more here before we start to shut got, it down. Let me let me let me ask this one. All right, what do you what do you got? What do you got? All right, would you rather be a star player on a losing team or be a bench player on a championship team? <sighs> oh man. See, the tough part is 
like for me, you, you know, when you, when you when you when you win a championship, you wanna you wanna be able to say that you contributed. You know yes. that you had that you had some some sort of role to do with it. Yes. The problem the problem is when you're when you're a bench player on these these national title teams, yeah, you could say, yeah, I got my ring, I did all that, but you didn't do anything, and everybody knows that. You'd be like Mark Brunel. <laughs> but you could still be right. Like you could still be like a Charles Barkley type or an Allen yeah. Iverson, and you're still like you can still go down as one of the greatest players ever. I, I, I think right, and see, I think I would have to take the star player on a losing team. Because I'd still be okay. set for life. I'd still be set for life afterwards. True. True. You know? You know, Hall of Fame career, you know, good, great statistics, you know. I could, I could understand that. You know, you still manage to get into Hall of Fame. All right, give me, a, for life. Get, 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 give me one more. What, what else you got? What All else right. you got there? All right. One second here. All right. Would you rather have more time or money? I am with more money. Uh, give me time. Life's too short, man. Yeah, I agree with that statement. M- m- money only gets you so far. And who knows what yeah. kind of life you're going to have with the money. Give me more time. True. I, I want to uh, be Wolverine. Live for like 300 <laughs> years. That's what I want. Oh, that's great. That's great, man. I- uh, by the way, I just – let me ask you something here. I, I just – I literally just got a, a, an update here on my phone. All right. It's from the Weather Channel, the Weather Channel app. Yeah. This is actually what it says, right? Developing. The Weather Channel to launch new forecast that predicts yesterday's weather today. What? What the hell does that mean? Uh, Wow. Predict Uh, yesterday's uh, weather today? I had to... um... What does that that mean? I'm, I'm taking that in. I'm trying to take this in. Um... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm trying to take this all in, dude. I yeah. I don't know. All you have to do is just look out. All right, just go take a look at what it was yesterday. Boom. Yeah. It's forecast. It was raining. It sucked. <laughs> it was exactly. windy. It was, it was crappy. You think that's a typo? You think they sent that out by mistake? Uh, Knowing it's an update. Uh, that, is the, that, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, yeah, that's serious. That, that's legitimately what it is. I don't know. Maybe I'll check out my app when I'm uh, when I'm done. <laughs> yeah. See what they uh, <laughs> yeah. See if I got that update. I'm, I'm uh, gonna look into that while we're closing down the show. You might want to. You might want to send an email into them and saying, uh, "What what are you guys on that 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 made you want to type this up?" <laughs> oh, man, all right. What's what's, what, what's your win total for the Phillies 2017? What are you going with? I'm gonna go with 74. All right, I'm going 70 wins. I think they can get to 75, but I I, I don't see it. They're going to have too many holes again in the rotation. They're going to get some young guys up here, which pretty much is the whole point of this year. It's yes. it's, it's another rebuilding year. I I, I see them taking a, a, a step back. I know they won 72 or 73, whatever it was last year, but they'll they'll be lucky if they if they can get above 70 wins. I'll put I'll put them right at 70. Before we close it down, I just mm-hmm. thought something just came to me here. Yeah. Brock Stassi. Oh, that's right. Oh, great story. Yeah, go ahead. Brock Stassi was a draft pick in the 2011 draft. He went in the 33rd round and was picked number 1,021 in the 2011 MLB draft. 
and he came in to spring training and has come out a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. That's awesome. It is. And you don't see this every year. These are stories you do not see every year. You know, they happen every so often. He's a 27-year-old first baseman, and he's now a Philadelphia Philly. Even if you don't make an impact, you could say, hey, you know, you could tell your kids, I was a member. I was part of the show. I was part of yeah. Major League Baseball and yeah. a Major League Baseball park and a Major League Baseball team. If, I mean, if you didn't feel for him, just the raw emotion he had, the tears coming down his face, if you saw that interview, just how happy he was. Like, that's a childhood dream that, that was it lived is. up to. You, you got to love that. Great story. It is. And, you know, it was just, I, I saw that yesterday. I'm like, good for him, man. You know, you see the average person only dream about that kind of thing. You know, and to go through the minors for so long, be going in the minors for five years or uh, four years, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. All right, no grinds this week, but it is time for praise time. I've got nothing. Mike, what do you got for us this week on praise time? Well, it's the guy we just talked about, Brock Stassi. That story just really, it really yeah, makes is, me smile. That is awesome. You know, because it's like, here you have a, a guy selected in the 33rd round of the MLB draft. And he makes his first major league team. He was drafted by the Phillies, but, you know, he finally gets the opportunity to to, to do something, you know? And this is only this is something that people only can dream of, you know. Congratulations, Black Sassy, you earned it. That's my praise time, Dave. No, that's that's that, that's that's a great story. All right, time for the buzz, and we've only got one story this week. We're running a little long here, so we're gonna make it quick. Mikey, we are going uh, to Coastal Carolina University. Okay. Where an interesting story has come out. Coastal Carolina's cheerleading team has reportedly been suspended due to multiple allegations, one of which is prostitution. Oh, boy. Now, according to Ian Cross and Sage Speaks of WMBF News, Uh a Coastal Carolina cheerleader who spoke on the condition of anonymity said multiple cheerleaders were questioned by police after an anonymous letter was sent to school president David DiCenzo. The letter alleges that Coastal Carolina cheerleaders engaged in prostitution, purchasing alcohol for underage team members, and paying others to complete their homework assignments. That's, uh, that's, oh man, that, that's trouble. That is bad news. Boy, that That is. uh, If if that's true, purchasing alcohol for minors, boy, you're going to get, that is a major that is a major that is major trouble right there. Yeah, that's not to that's, mention the prostitution. Yeah, that's those are major offenses right there. That's 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 some prison time. That's prison time right there. That's uh, that's not good. But how about that, huh? It's not just not just the boys on the basketball and football teams there. Oh. You got the you got the cheerleaders getting involved too in some yeah. antics. Yeah, that's 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 got ugly written all over it. <laughs> uh, definitely don't want to be caught up in that in that business. No. 
All right, but there's the buzz for this week. A uh, little, little quick mini edition of the buzz. I kinda, by the way, I meant to tell you at the beginning of the show, we got a couple of new uh, sound bites here for, for the soundboard. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me see what you think of this one. Let me see if I can find it here. Oh, man. Hello, hello, hello. To you. Hello, oh, happy. man. Oh, man. We got another one here. You'd be incorrect. That was from one of our one of our interesting. I'll play that one again. You'd be incorrect. What? There is. Okay. You hear that one? I I heard it. What, what, <laughs> what am I saying? You're uh, saying uh, hey, listen listen to it again. Here we go. You'd be incorrect. You'd be incorrect. You'd be correct. Oh. <laughs> that was, I think that was that was when when my predictions came true and uh yeah I think it was another sandwich bet I had one yeah and you know what else I, we got coming up this week too man really oh I'm surprised surprised you didn't remember first Much. week in April got oh got the, the Masters coming up this week man. it's a good this is one it's a good week in sports you got the final four Buffalo starting today. Tonight. Yeah, the national title game Monday night, and they have the Masters starting up Thursday. Ah, nothing like a little golf, little Augusta golf action. We're going to see. I, I don't, I'm not sure who I like there. I'm actually doing a, a Masters pool this year for the first time ever with a couple of buddies. You pick, uh, we're going to do like a little mini draft. You pick four golfers that you force them, and whoever has the lowest score between those four is, is going to be your what? winner. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, I love the Masters, dude. Yeah, it's it's one of the great tournaments in all of sports. I mean, it's kind of like the, the the golf edition of Wimbledon. Yeah, it, it is. Just just something about it. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's just got that appeal to it that I don't think the other four majors have. The U.S. Open, the British are nice in their own way, but there's just something different about the Masters. I think it's just because it's in that location, and there's such a history behind it. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. All right, time now to move it on to shout-outs. And we had a couple over uh, the past week. Uh, let's see here. We're going to start on, how about uh, I take, I'll just take them all. There's only a couple. Yeah. All right, on SoundCloud, we want to give a shout-out to Crizio for following us on Twitter. Shout-outs to Bill and to Philadelphia Zone for following us on Twitter. Thank you guys for the likes on the tracks and, and listening to us, the plays, the views. We, we appreciate it. Every every little bit counts, guys. Uh, we we've said it we've stated it a lot in the past, and we'll just keep we'll keep stating it. Every little bit helps. No, they do. And remember, you guys can catch us on Twitter at the Philly Pod. Like us on Facebook. You can also listen to us for free on SoundCloud or download all previous uh, and past episodes, new episodes as well on iTunes. Just search for the, free. Uh, yeah, for free. Just search the Philly Pod, and they'll pop right up. All right. Well, we'll see, man. It's still a limbo, but we got another week coming closer to the draft. That's something yep. big coming up. Sixer season's winding down. We're going to know uh, pretty soon how they're going to be looking, what yes. position they're going to be drafting them, by the way. Speaking looks of like, draft, yeah, go ahead. Speaking of draft real quick, uh, mm-hmm. the NHL expansion draft will be coming up this offseason, and they will have announced that the lists will be publicly released. Oh, boy. They'll, they'll be made public. That is... That is some exciting <laughs> stuff there. That's a good sound bite right there. 
yeah, yeah. The Sixers, by the way. Like oh, thank you. Yeah, we, we, we have some good ones in here. You know, uh, every now and then we 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 get we get some good ones. So. We do. But. <laughs> Classic. All right, time for us to sign off. Another another week of the Philly Pod is done. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Remember, you can catch us on Facebook, like us on Twitter at the Philly Pod, and you can listen to us for free on SoundCloud and iTunes. Catch you guys next week. I'm Dave. I'm Mike. We'll see you guys later. Have a great week, everybody. Take care.